I hope you have been pursuing the Lord's heart concerning your destiny, concerning that divine strategy that he has for your life. Welcome to a lifestyle of perpetual transformation podcast. I'm your host, Blonde Beauchamp. My hope is to equip you and drive you into greater spiritual depths with Jesus. Of course, today we're going to continue on that conversation. And I want to talk about one of my uh, favorite examples when it comes to destiny, how it plays out. Um, and then I'll share a little bit of my testimony too. But this area of scripture that I want to talk about, um, why I think it's a really cool one is because it doesn't make sense. The people around this character thought this character was crazy. So this is a pursuit that requires faith, trust, um, grit, and a full surrender to the Lord. It was a destiny path that did not make sense. Um, so I myself, I wanted to be a lawyer. <laughs> I started off my pursuit of a career out of college with this idea that I'm going to be a federal prosecutor. So I took the LSAT a couple of times and never liked my score, didn't get into any of the schools I wanted to get into. Um, and so at some point I just had to be honest with myself and ask whether or not I really wanted it. Did I want to go through taking the LSAT again? Did I really want to go through um, getting recommendation letters and doing the whole application process? The truth was I was doing it only to impress others. None of it was truly a passion of mine. The truth, I did have a bit of passion in it. I do have a passion for justice. But when it comes to an actual career, a life that I would live, the thing I would do day in and day out, what would cause me to lose hours of sleep, I just didn't, it wasn't in me. I had to let it go. And I was actually fine with it because what it boiled down to in terms of the other side of the coin of truth, um, I love strategy and communications. I love to connect the dots. When I'm connecting the dots, I'm able to pull away a strategy, a solution. And that for me is a very facile way of operating. And I actually enjoy it. So this is what I call favor. It's where things come easy. This is one of the ways to describe favor. And so this is this is the favor of God that was operating. I didn't know it at the time. I wasn't really, I didn't pursue God for my destiny, but I just wanted to know what it was that I really enjoyed. So with strategy and communication being the two things I knew I loved, I decided to go to business school and I got my MBA. Now I have a food business, which is so, so difficult, but I love it. And then of course, I've got the prophetic consulting that I do, which as I've already said in the last episode, it gives me life. I absolutely love doing them. So my process though, doesn't look, um, it doesn't make sense to the people around me. Just like the scripture reference that we're going to dive into, it doesn't make sense to the people around me that I'm choosing this path where the return on my investment isn't immediately seen or the measure of it isn't what people would expect it to be. So anyway, let's go on and talk about um, the example that I think is so cool in scripture because at the end of the day, it's important to know that you're in your lane of destiny. Are you in your lane of destiny? And if you are, you will do what your destiny requires of you, even if it looks ridiculous to others, even if you look foolish to others, even if you look like you're throwing it all away, whatever the risk may be, once you know what you're called to do, it's a game changer. So um, Noah is the example that I want to talk about. And I love what happens in Genesis 5. Genesis 5 verse 29 says, he named him Noah, saying, this one shall bring us rest and comfort 
from our work and from the dreadful toil of our hands because of the ground which the Lord cursed. This is the amplified version. So the Lord cursed the ground because of sin, uh, where first where Adam and Eve fell and the ground was cursed as a result and by the sweat of their brow would they work the ground. But when Lamech is naming his son, he prophesies over him that you shall bring us rest and comfort from our work and dreadful toil. So he's speaking a word over him that would reverse a curse. So Noah's grandfather or uh, great-grandfather is Enoch. And Enoch, as we know in scripture, is said to have walked with God until he was no more. So he didn't experience death. He was just no more. And so Enoch was obviously, it looks like he was doing a good job at passing on the tradition of following God, knowing the destiny, their call. And so here we have Noah's dad speaking this prophetic word over him. You will bring rest and comfort. So I want you to pause here and ask the Lord, what's your name? What is the directional compass it provides for you concerning your destiny? What does your name mean? And if your name is something that's a, a creative word that your parents made up, it's a combination of their name, or it's something that they really loved and they decided to be super creative and give it to you, leave it to the Haitians, we do it all the time. But if you have a really creative name, ask the Lord what it means, because he has a meaning for it, because it points to your destiny. So you can ask for that, put it on your list as something to ask him, as frequently as you're able to remember to do it in your prayers. Ask God about your name. So, okay, back to this prophecy that Lamech spoke over Noah. The real prophecy is that Noah is pointing to Jesus because Jesus would be the one who would bring forth the water that would cleanse the sins. With Noah, he was bringing forth what God was prepared to do. He was, he was a vessel that God used. That destiny that was on Noah's life was where the Lord carried through his plan to wipe away all of humanity, all of creation, except for whatever was on the ark in order to do away with the violence, with the perversion, with everything that was wicked on the earth at that time. He needed someone who walked with him in order to make things right again. So Noah just pointed to Jesus because Jesus is the one who brought forth the washing. His word, scripture says that his word cleanses us. We have the Holy Spirit who is called the living water. And it's the Holy Spirit who causes us to remember the word of God. So when we need a cleansing, when we need to be in a repentant mode, when we need to have compassion for someone and we're struggling with anger or hatred or bitterness, whatever, we are able to partner with the Holy Spirit, the living water, to wash away whatever it is, whatever the junk is, so that we could flow in that divine place with him. So that, that call on Noah's life was so prophetic about what would really come in the future, the real supernatural cleansing that wouldn't wipe out all of humanity. It would only set the course for the promise that Noah was receiving from God concerning the bow in the sky. That would be a promise that he will never bring a flood to wipe out humanity again, but he would send a deliverer. So anyway, Noah knows his name. But there was an important step he needed to take in terms of walking out 
the call on his life. Like, okay, I know my name means rest and comfort. What next? What do I do next? So he wasn't passive about it. He wasn't expecting God to do the work. So he comes into partnership with God. In Genesis 6, um, this is where Noah receives his assignment. Um, and again, it's it's a wild one. It's it's a bizarre one. It doesn't make sense to the people around him. You're building an ark. You're talking about a flood. You're taking in animals two by two. You're doing what looks like absolute nonsense to the people. And unfortunately, it played out the way the Lord said it was going to play out. And he and his family were saved. But what Genesis 6 verse 8 says is one of my favorites in terms of this this uh, the context of this uh, passage. Noah found favor in God's eyes. So if Noah, Noah found favor in God's eyes, and we're hearing about this in context of his destiny, the way God would use him to bring forth the real Savior who would wipe away the sins, wipe away all of the toil, all of the work. Noah found favor with God. So I want you to ask the Lord, what, what, what is your favor on my life? What is it that I carry that is an easy flow that I'm just innately able to flow in? Ask God about the favor on your life. So there are just many ways that you could identify favor, but I'm just going with the low hanging fruit, which is what comes easy to you. So again, for me, for example, it's creativity. It's connecting the dots. It's coming up with a strategy. It's coming up with a solution by connecting those dots. So those things come easy to me. So that's that's God's favor on my life. That's um, that's what he decided to put in me as a gift, a set of gifts that I love to engage in. I am never tired of doing that type of, when I read scripture, I'm connecting the dots. When I'm talking to a new person, whatever they're saying to me, I'm connecting the dots. It just comes natural to me. So ask the Lord, what's the favor on your life? And even think about what comes easy for you. Um, take note of those things and have a conversation with the Lord again about them. So then the next thing is Noah builds the ark. So what I love is that not only did God have to instruct Noah to build, you have favor with me, go and build the ark. So not only did he do that, but he also had to instruct him to go. And that word go to me, it's a command. There's a charge there. It's like, you know your destiny, go. I've given you some signal of where to go. So in Genesis 7 verse 1, he said to Noah, go into the ark, you and all your household, for I have seen that you are righteous before me in this generation. So the favor of God is on those who are righteous, which means anybody who believes in Jesus and follows him faithfully, truly believes in Jesus and follows him, not just playing lip service. If you believe in Jesus and you follow him and your desire is to walk with him, to be, abide in him, to be in alignment with him. You're righteous. So favor is on your life. Go. That's what he's saying. Go. Proverbs 20 verse 24 in the passage translation says, it is the Lord who directs your life for each step you take is ordained by God to bring you closer to your destiny. So much of your life then remains a mystery. So I think this part is cool the mystery part. So much of your life remains a mystery and yet you're supposed to go. So when we get one piece of the puzzle, we are still responsible for going. 
before we can get the next piece of the puzzle. Sometimes we really have this desperate desire to get it all, to, to have it all clear. But the whole purpose of faith is that we're surrendered to God and we're saying, okay, you're telling me to go. I, I don't know where. I don't, I have no idea what's before me, but I'm going to go. And then he gives the next set of instructions because you've asked, because you stayed in that place of abiding with him, because you continued to walk with him like Enoch walked with God, like Noah walked with God, knowing the favor of God in your life and deciding to remain in agreement with that favor, figuring out how to move in it, how to stay in it, how to not shrink back because of self-doubt or fear, but just staying, lock and step with it, focused. So when it says so much of your life then remains a mystery, to me that speaks of a journey that is full of adventure, it's full of excitement, but it is covered in promise and it's covered with his wings. He promises that he will keep us safe. He promises that he will provide for us and that he will always be there with us every step of the way. We're just having to look up to him for the next, doing what we need to do to walk it out. Um, so Proverbs 16 verse 9 in the Passion Translation says, within your heart, you can make your plans for your future but the Lord chooses the steps you take to get there. So again, just connecting it back to Proverbs 20, verse 24, each of us are going to make our plans. So let's say you figure out the favor of God on your life. Um, let's say you are really amazing at reverse engineering something. And you're thinking, I can probably, yeah, you know what? I Mechanical engineering. That's, that's my thing. That's what I'm going to do. So you start making plans. Uh, let's say you already have a degree in mechanical engineering, but for some reason you're doing project management. But your hands, when you touch an object, you're all of a sudden ignited with this passion. So then the favor of God is on you to be able to reconfigure something. So you start to think in your heart, I'm going to plan uh, to sharpen my skills in mechanical engineering again, the tangible side of it. And I'm going to go back into that and I'm going to shift my career a bit. So you make that plan in your heart, but then God gives you a beautiful divine interruption and he chooses a step for you that actually isn't what you thought it should be. So now your family thinks you're crazy. You have totally gone off kilter. You are putting your career at risk. Everything that was secure for you is now a th under threat. What are you doing with your life? Why are you throwing away all of your education and your experience? All of that is beginning to happen around you, but are you going to trust God? Are you going to know that he is faithful to give you the next step? He interrupted the plans of your heart and he's choosing your steps. Are you going to go with it? This is where it remains a decision to follow the destiny that God has for you. So I pray that you are encouraged to continue along this path, to ask the Lord what it is, uh, what is your name, what is your identity, what is behind your name, and how does it point to your destiny? Uh, ask the Lord about his favor on your life. Talk to him about the things that come easy to you. Ask him what are some other areas of your life that are marked by his favor that you never noticed before. And then you want to know about going. Where do you want me to go, Lord? What is the charge? What is the assignment you have for me right now? The assignment for you right now might be simply inner healing. It might be that because you're coming to him about your destiny, he is saying, awesome, 
I've got this amazing plan for you, but you know what? You have gone through so many difficult seasons in life and for you to walk out this plan unhindered with clarity, I need you to deal with some areas of, of your heart that are uh, covered in pain, that have a little bit of scab on it. Let me come in and heal that. So your next step could be simply going after inner healing. You're still working, you're still, in, still doing the thing you're doing, but at this point, you're pursuing him. You're in that place of mystery with him. You're getting the pieces, whatever he gives you. You're putting them together, trying to get the greater picture clear, but you're staying in that place of focus, head like flint towards Jesus, saying, okay, yes, I'm going to deal with this inner healing. I'm going to deal with getting the junk out. And each time you do, you are getting closer and closer to receiving the next assignment for that next season of your life. And he will give you confirmation. He will give you encouragement. He'll send people to encourage you. He may encourage you in dreams if you dream. He may encourage you through visions if you have visions. Either way, I promise you he's going to encourage you because that's what a father does. I promise you that he will be there with you because he's an unconditionally loving father. And the destiny over your life was his plan to begin with. So of course he's going to be there with you. So don't give up on the process. Stay in the game. If it looks silly to the people around you, don't worry about it. The Lord told me one time um, when I started to feel like uh, I look ridiculous. <laughs> he actually told me uh, multiple times, do not explain yourself and don't defend yourself. And that was hard because I wanted to, I wanted to defend myself and I wanted to explain myself. But he said, don't do it. So I had to trust him. So Father, I thank you for every individual who is listening right now. I thank you for their heart. I thank you for their passion. I thank you that you are lighting up the flame that is inside of them. You're causing that fire to engulf. I thank you for the gasoline that is being poured on that thing as they begin to ask you about the favor on their lives, as they begin to ask you about their identity, the name, how it points to their destiny, how they begin to ask you about the assignment for now. I thank you, God, that you are awakening them, that you are giving them peace and rest at the same time, that you are taking away the striving and allowing them to peace, to, to be in peace. So I just declare over you now in the name of Jesus, peace. I bind every demonic assignment to disrupt this process of you pursuing your destiny. I bind that assignment in the name of Jesus and I lose peace over you. I lose joy over you. And I decree that as there are no weapons in hell that can prosper against you, that there is a mighty outpouring of God's love to come upon you. Father, I thank you for the angels that are being released to assist them in this season as they step into their destiny and understand their assignment. If you are not a follower of Jesus and you're interested in following him, you're interested in knowing your assignment, then I want you to pray. Jesus, you sound amazing. And I want to know about my destiny. First, I need you come into my life. Change me, whether it be radical, whether it be over a process, change me. I'm ready for you. I'm ready to take this journey with you. Thank you for being the sacrifice Thank you for being my savior. Thank you that in this exchange, I am now righteous. Jesus, we love you. You are absolutely beautiful. 